Welcome in, everybody. We do it every week here on 710 ESPN Seattle. It's time to get in the cage. A pleasure to bring to the program for the first time somebody who will be making uh, their debut in the eyes of many. Not well known, not a lot of fights, but a huge opportunity in front of her. Talking about Taylor Gordado, who will be taking on Kayla Harrison coming up here at the end of the month. Taylor, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. I, I, you know, it's a pleasure to speak with you. It's, it's interesting your story. I've been reading a lot about you and, and, and sort of your, your path here. Uh, but for people that maybe aren't as familiar with you at this point, it's interesting to, to hear the, you know, or I guess read some of the comments where you had talked about, I'm going to be fighting Kayla Harrison in the finals. I'm going to be, it's going to be her and I. You, you saw this coming, which I guess, on some level was easy on her side of it because she's a dominant fighter. But tell me about just your confidence. You you don't have a huge resume in terms of number of fights, but you had that belief it was going to be the two of you in there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as soon as race FO contacted me um, for the season, um, I, I don't know what really clicked in my head. I, I was talking to my brother-in-law who's also my strength and conditioning coach and immediately from the get-go we're like we're going to be in the finals and looking at the roster we were like we're going to be fighting Kayla Harrison in the final and um I, I think uh, I, I worked hard and I put it into fruition and here we are was it hard not to look ahead you know you always hear if I, I talk to fighters every week and you know we'll, we'll talk about hey what about a matchup with this person or this person down the road and it's always tunnel vision it's always I'm about so-and-so whoever's in front of me that's what I'm about did did you find yourself looking ahead? Was it hard not to look ahead to this matchup? No, it wasn't hard at all. Um, it, it, I'm very I'm very good at staying focused on the task in front of me, um, which I was this entire season, um, even before I knew who I was fighting when I first got signed to PFL. Um, but at the time of the signing, it was just that was the goal. Also, was just to make the finals and, and win the finals, obviously. But staying focused on whoever's in front of me um, has never been a difficult task. Well, as as far as this matchup goes, for again, for people that may not be familiar, where I always ask fighters, you know, where is it in this fight that you feel like, okay, if I allow my opponent to do this, I'm fighting their fight. What I assume with Kayla, it's if she's allowed to get her get the grips, I get you to the ground. That's her fight. Is that how you see it? You want to keep this standing? Um. Yeah. I mean, like. I'm comfortable on the ground too, though. I'm a grappler. I'm a wrestler, um, but I have really good stand up, in my opinion. Um, and I think that I'm going to present a problem for her everywhere. I think she definitely, obviously, has the upper hand when it comes to judo. Um, but if she's shooting a straight takedown, I, I think I can out wrestle her. Like when it comes down to it. What what is it in her game that you think you know? Everybody's got a weakness. Everybody's got a hole. Doesn't matter how dominant they are. And and for me, when I watch her, I, she's obviously very strong. She's very very adept. You talk about her judo. She's an Olympian, uh, and her goal is to get the fight to the ground. It feels like if there's a hole in her game, it is her stand up. That if somebody can keep her standing as much as you've got confidence in your wrestling, it, it would feel like you know that's option A. I can you can do B if it goes to the ground. You feel good, but option A would feel like. Do you, do you see those holes when you watch her on tape in her stand up? Yeah, absolutely. Her uh, she's she's obviously getting better um, at her stand up, but I do think that that is her weakest point. Um, and from her, her couple fights with Larissa, Larissa Pacheco, she uh, she definitely doesn't like getting hit in the face. Um, and I think that's going to be a big factor with this. 
Well, Taylor, does anybody like getting hit in the face? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no one does technically, I guess. But you, I think also you get, you get to a point when you've been in so many wars that it doesn't really affect you as much as um, it would if you were just getting used to it. <laughs> Hey, what what got you into this sport? As I said, you you don't have you've got four pro fights. I mean, you you, you certainly got some exhibition fights and an amateur history that includes Ronda Rousey, by the way. Uh, but you know, as far as bringing you to the sport and you looking at it, going, you know what? That's how I want to make my living. Was there a specific fighter or a specific fight that you watched at one point that that sort of pushed that button for you? Um. You know, I just remember watching fights in general with my dad, um, but I vividly remember um, seeing Chris Cyborg about to fight at Gina Carano, and that was when I had just started training, um, about when I was 18 years old, and I was like, I want to be the first woman in the UFC, and I was like very set on being like the UFC champion, and that was before obviously women were even in the UFC, um, but I just knew that that was the path that I wanted to take um, when it came to athletics because I've always been athletic. Is there is there anything you take from your your amateur history? I know it's a long time ago, but at the same time, you you fought some girls that are very well known, some women that are well known. Excuse me that that have gone on to achieve things. I mean, you you beat you know Raquel Pennington, you you beat Ashley Evan Smith, yeah, you, Ronda Rousey didn't go your way, but you fought names that have gone on to do things in the sport. I, again, I know it's amateur and it's a while ago, but just walking out of those three fights, two or three uh, are wins. Does that provide any level of confidence? Absolutely. I mean, like, uh, again, it was our amateur days and we've all definitely have grown and changed throughout the years. But um, to be able to say that I did win um, and beat them at one point, um, I mean, it's a confidence booster. It is. And and I think that's what kept my confidence coming back from taking such a long time off um, between my amateur and my pro career. And I was like, you know what, I've beaten these people before. I can come back and I can do it again. Hey, as far one of the stories I read was about you. You, I mean, listen, fans love to swell up behind keyboards. You know that on Twitter and social <laughs> media, they'll say things they'd never say to anybody's face, and and it sounds like that doesn't stop with you. That you've you've received some negativity or some fan hate leading into this fight. Yeah, definitely. I get um, some really fun DMs on either Twitter or Instagram that are saying I am a can and I'm going to get crushed, and I think they are great. They're my favorite ones to you know, screenshots into my friends and we all laugh. And then we, I don't know. It's, it's like, I, I, for the most part, I ignore them, but some of them are very funny. So I just send them to my friends. <laughs> <laughs> it I mean, it just, it, it, it killed me. I get it. Everybody gets it. I guess if you're anywhere in, in, in any sort of spotlight, but does that tell you, Hey, okay, I'm in their consciousness now. I'm, I'm reaching a different level of notoriety or people are aware of who I am. Is there, is there outside of the humor of it? Is that more of a silver lining as well? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And it cracks me up because it's like I, I'm either getting the, the the absolute negative part of the spectrum or the absolute positive, like, you can do this, you can be the one, this is your night. Like, it's it's one or the other. It's never anything in between. It's either you suck or you're going to do this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then now tell me, and I know you've hit all this in the media before, but for our listeners, tell me about the walkout song. You put some thought into this. Others, you know, they, they just like a song that gets them fired up and pumped for the fight. There's a little bit of meaning behind your walkout song. Yeah, I'm going to walk out to um, No Church in the Wild by Doozy and Kanye. And I, I vividly remember listening to it the day that I got offered to be in the PFL. And um, like I said, I had known that Kayla was going to make the finals. I knew I was going to make the finals. And I, um, in, the, in the song, they say, what's, what's a God to a non-believer? 
And I think that a lot of people look at her um, just because she does have a great track record. Obviously, she's she's a she's a killer. Um, but what's what's a killer to someone who's not afraid to be killed? You know. Right. Right. No, that's great. I think that's great. It, it, it feels like. Listen, all of the expectation, if we're being honest, is on her. You're 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 yeah. more of an unknown. You're you're working your way up and you're in a huge position and the the lights are shining brightest on her. There's an expectation of of her not only to win but do an impressive fashion. Can you take advantage of that fighting against somebody who's who's sort of wearing all of the expectation and as you said, you got people calling you names, they don't expect anything. So you you can kind of go in there loose and and do your thing without that sort of pressure. You know, I think um, to a point, I do. I think it is a very big win-win situation for me, um, regardless of outcome. But um, when it comes down to it, my my team and my family expects me to perform a certain way, um, and it's the way that I expect myself to perform as well. So I'm holding myself to their standards. Um, so my my coach likes to say, "Hey, when when you win." this is only going to be a shock to everyone outside of our gym. He's like, everyone <laughs> in the gym is going to be like, well, that, we knew that was going to happen, but everyone else is going to be like, no way. I, I like the operative word when, when you win. <laughs> hey, yeah. it, 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 as far as the payday, I mean, you're looking at a payday that, that fighters that have, you know, have 20 fights, 25 fight, 30, they've been in the game a long time. They don't look at a payday like this. They don't get a chance to sniff a payday like this. That's a, I mean, Again, I keep I hate to keep harping on your your experience, but you're this is going to be your fifth pro fight, and you're you're yeah. in, in a position to win, you know, <laughs> in a lot of lives, life changing money. I, I mean, have you sat back and thought, man, how did it, how did this happen so quickly? Oh, all the time. I'm a, I I get stopped in the gym, and like people, like little, a lot of little kids will be asking for like pictures and stuff like that, and I'm like, where am I? Who am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> What did I do to get here? <laughs> like, um, but I mean, like it's 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 amazing. It's um, I'm not taking any second for granted. You know, I mean, I um, I like to think that I've used this opportunity to do what I've set out to do. And um, I mean, like the job's not done yet. The job's not done until October 27th. So, what? It, it, let's hypothetically, let's say you you get this win when you win this fight. What's next? Do you, do you still have those aspirations to go fight in the UFC or to go fight Bellator? Or I, I don't know. Is there is there a dream beyond this this immediate fight in front of you? Yeah, you know. Um, so normally I fight at one thirty five. Um, I'm I'm a big strong one thirty fiver. Um, one fifty five. I don't. I just don't cut weight essentially, and I can. Uh, I'm more much more lenient with my diet, and I can eat more. Um, but I like how I feel at 35 and, um, the training partners that I have when I fight at 135 are, are killers, you know what I mean? They're, they're, they're pushing me harder than ever. So I go back and forth with my coaches and, um, with myself on whether or not I want to go back down to 135 after this, or if I want to just continue, um, and stick with the PFL 155. Um, but right now it's 50, 50. As far as that weight, I mean, weight cut is such a killer for so many fighters out there, you know, but you talk about basically just not cutting weight for this fight. How do, how do you feel just in terms of speed, in terms of energy, you know, it, different bodies react differently, certainly. How, how does it feel to you carrying that extra weight? Oh, my gosh. It's so nice to not cut weight, man. It's so nice to um, go into a fight week, literally only focus on the fight, like, the first fight when, when a lot of people have to cut weight is the weight cut itself. Um, they go in there and they're, they're, they're focused on, okay, I can only eat this much today. I can only have this much to drink. I can all, I have to do my cardio, like hard cardio in the morning and then a lighter cardio at night. Meanwhile, for me, I'm like, 
let me make sure I'm rested. Let me get my technique in and let me get my drilling in and then let me relax more. And that's, that's essentially my fight loose plans is always just like do what I need to do and, and, and focus on getting better up until fight night and not worry about losing weight. So the cardio feels good. Speed feels good at this weight. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, um, I think definitely the fact that this is my fourth fight in six months is, um, I really haven't taken any time off, you know, it's an aggressive schedule and, um, you're not really allowed to <laughs> have your cardio drop by any means. So I feel like my cardio is just getting better each fight. Right, right. That That is one of the unique aspects of the PFL is just the frequency and, and, and the ability to stay healthy is, is almost as much of a talent as anything else. Hey, before I let you go, uh, and again, we're speaking with Taylor Gordado, who will be going up against Kayla Harrison October 27th from the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, Florida. Uh, what? How do you see this ending? How do you, I'm sure are you a, a lot of fighters are visualizers. They, they, they go through all the different scenarios. Are you that type of fighter where you've, you, you've got it in your mind how you see this going? Um, I have a couple of different scenarios, but um, I always, I, I've been saying the same thing every time, and it's either going to be a five-round war or it's going to end very quickly. And I, you'd prefer quickly, right? I mean, I think everyone would prefer quickly. <laughs> but I'm fine with a five-round war, too. <laughs> well, Taylor, hey, it's it's been a pleasure to speak with you, and I, I'm glad people will get a chance to get a glimpse of your personality before the fight. And I wish you nothing but the best in this one and, and moving on past this. Hopefully we get a chance to talk again. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been a pleasure.